everyone. This is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giggling, staying connected, and loving on the romance genre. So, small life update from me, Melody. I am taking a trip, it's my first trip since pandemic, um, to witness my teeny tiny baby brother Adam get married this weekend. And I cannot explain how elated I am to call his new wife my sister and squeeze my little sister and meet her partner and see my mom and stepdad. Like, uh, it's nuts. And I'll definitely post updates in the Patreon. Don't worry. And jokes, Adam's not tiny anymore. He's like 6'1 and a homeowner and talks about actual stocks on something called the market. And I can't even. He hates when I say this, but he will always be my baby. Oh, and I have some super fun news, like from the romance world. I had the pleasure of talking to Julia Quinn about her new graphic novel, Miss Butterworth and the Mad Baron. Me, Melody, I Zoomed with Julia Quinn. (sighs) Patrons have the video and audio now, and then we'll be releasing that to everyone for next week's episode. So if you want exclusive early access and access to things I'm probably going to cut for the public episode... Because you you understand, it gets personal when I chat with my new best friend, Julia Quinn. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. This week, we get the second half of Nat and Sarah's recap of The Billionaire's Wake Up Call Girl by Annika Martin. And let me tell you, they drop some wisdom about skirts and hot weather. Here we go. He's an asshole, but he's going to make it good for her. This is their dynamic. Yes, exactly. Like, he's an asshole, but he's her asshole, which is, I mean, not really. That's that's a quote from Second City. Okay, first of all, do these men actually exist? These men who say these perfect things all the time. I just just read Tessa Bailey, and then there's this, and I'm just like, where are these men? Where are they (laughs) hanging out? Where These men are written by women. That's why they exist. These men are written (laughs) by women. But then he has a line, and he says after, and so they're really, they're they're play acting this. They're they're Mm -hmm. spinning this fantasy together, and they're adding, it's like, yes, I love kissing you. You're unlike any woman I've ever met, and it drives me wild. Yeah, And then he talks about, like, afterward, after you come, you're so soft to me now and you'll let me do anything so I pull yeah. you close yes. and so he wants that like he wants the soft too he wants he wants his smart mouth girl yeah wake up call girl and then he wants that soft afterward and it's just so yeah. lovely and ugh this yeah. book wasn't supposed to be like this. It wasn't <laughs> supposed to have all these things. So, but in this call, she's like, there's a lot of comparisons that she's making to Mason throughout this whole call. Mason always acted like, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. And so she's already kind of built this connection to him. But for her, I think it's easier because she knows who he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he feels pr- like possessive and sexually attracted to her. A little bit emotionally, too, because she talks to him like no one else does. But she definitely has started to compare him to other men in her life. But basically, they end uh, this call, and he's promising that he won't call, wait, Hello Morning, which is her fake company, anymore. He won't do it anymore. 
And he also pegs her immediately. And and that's why this is such a compressed timeline. Not actually, though. No. Oh, my God. No. no there is not any of that in this book. No. No, there's not. Yeah, no pegging. Real close to the screen. So, like, no <laughs> pegging the screen. He is able to identify her personality and mm-hmm. work vibe, mm-hmm. perhaps is more accurate. But he says, I, I don't know who you are, but I know you're creative and you're ambitious and you took an opportunity and you ran with it and you, you zigged and zagged and mm-hmm. you could have taken me for all the money in the world and I would have given yeah. it to you. So he, he knows her. That's, mm-hmm. again, it's kind of part of what makes, it's one of the universal fantasies of, universal fantasies of this book is, he knows that turnip truck isn't right. He knows that operator seven is all More the good things that Lizzie that. is. Mm-hmm. He just, he knows her, he sees her and that's so delicious. That's probably one of the reasons I like this book is because who doesn't want somebody who, who looks at you and sees you. Sees you. Yeah. Deeply. Yeah. This is also where we find out that Lizzie loves baby goat videos and she sends him these frivolous, in his opinion, baby goat videos that she makes him watch because she can text him, but he can't text her. And then he basically is like, Tell me what you'd be doing today if you didn't have to work. What would be the one thing you'd want to do? And she was like, I would bake cookies. And I would bake cookies. And that's what I would do. And so they, this call, actually, this is like a very important phone call for them. Because this is when their relationship becomes more about sex. More than about sex? (laughs) What? (laughs) What did I say? I don't know exactly. It becomes this, more this been, than, than about, about sex. sex. Yeah, yes. it is. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so she says that he's she want, she would bake cookies, and he's like, cookies are also frivolous. They are worse than than goat videos. They provide you no nutrition. And we find out that food is just like he's so mercenary about food. Like it, he does not care what it tastes like. It is nutrition alone. We find later we find out he is blending raw eggs and vegetables together. He is- no pans. He has a blender because he drinks his meals. Yeah. Um, we also find out in this call because she's like, she like kind of calls him on the fact that he doesn't like cookies because of a tragedy. That because he's he she's realizes just like, what, that you she, have bad memories with cookies, and she's like, yeah. oh fuck, you uh, have bad yeah. And he realizes that she has googled him, or at least in his mind, she has googled him. He doesn't. I mean, obviously, she knows more about him because she works at his company, yeah. but he talks about how he hates you know he's he's um, touted as this hero because his parents were killed in this car crash and he survived his him and his sister survived but he has spent his whole life making a product that would have kept his mom alive so that would have helped his mom survive and so the media call him a hero Mm -hmm. and he hates it yes he Mm -hmm. hates it He's just mm-hmm. doing what he does. He doesn't like, he feels, I think there's a lot of imposter syndrome. It's not, it's, it's, it's yeah, not those fake that. stories that paint me to be a heroic phoenix rising from a tragedy or some shit. It's, it's as if they're about somebody else. They're painting a picture of somebody else and they leave me feeling alone. I want for somebody to not do that, just one person. And so and they. She, she realized he, he feels isolated by that. He feels, and that's why he pushes himself so hard to find mm-hmm. this next compound and why, you know, he's just, he's alone in this quest and he mm-hmm. doesn't want the accolades he just wants to save people yeah Um, and not examine it too much yes exactly (laughs) and then they end the call and he they end the call because he tries to get her to tell her tell him her name her name and she does the the weather no the weather is jfk is 45 and 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 as soon as she says the weather he's just like no 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 and he but she's it's already out the train has left the station and that's that correct and now he is like 
I'm a finder. I'm a find this woman. Yeah. So he's um, at work early and he has come up with a plan. He's going to send an email to Hello Morning and he's going to have his sister, who's some sort of tech coding programmer, not Genius. a hacker, something, computer lady. They're going to send, she's going to do some something where they can see the IP address that the email is coming from. And I, I'm just going to call this the computer enhance section. Computer enhance. Like enhance. that's what he's having her do. Um, enhance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie before, but I do know that joke. So then it works and we realize that the calls are coming from inside the house, Inside Sarah. the house. And the so- email originated inside Vosimir. So his thought is it was Sasha. Sasha. So he goes straight to Sasha and is just like, Hey, I know. <laughs> he invites her to well, lunch. It's not yeah. even that. And here's where I love Theo. He invites her to lunch at noon. He gets to the restaurant at 1130. <laughs> I love this. That's me. That's so me. I'm yes. going to get there. I'm going to make sure we get the table we want. Yes. We're organizing I want to prepare myself. Yeah. It's going to get busy at noon. So let's just get there early. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Love it. So he, he invites her to lunch. And then that conversation is kind of like a, he's trying to like lay some Easter eggs for her. And, and he's just... He's just so disappointed during this whole lunch because it's nothing like the chemistry that he has with this call girl. He has no, it, it, it feels like a completely different person. So then he, they go back and he, he like comes clean to her and he's like, Hey, I know that you've been making these phone calls. I, you know, I love it. I want to have dinner with you. I, you know, when you got yourself off this morning, that was yes. great. And Sasha's just like, yes, when I did that with you yeah. this morning. Oh, yes, the calls. Yes. With me. That I made. You were into every it. Every morning. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so she agrees to dinner because she's been pining for Theo Drummond this whole time. Who and wouldn't? Yeah, honestly. He's, he's, dreamboat, he's a cold obviously. asshole boss who's wealthy yeah. and hot. Who wouldn't? Gotta love those. So anyway, so he's like, he's weird, but he's still going to go with it because, you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit different right off the bat, but he invites her to dinner. He spends a lot of time thinking about where he wants to take her. It has to be the right place. It has to be. I want to go to that restaurant. Is, did you look it up? Is it real? Is it real? No, I didn't. Uh, and I don't even remember what it was called. It's Blue not Stag the Club. Moose. Yes. Blue Stag Saloon? I don't think that's no, right. He would never. Theo Drummond <laughs> yes. would never. A salute? But he 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 tells his sister like it's got to be the right restaurant. It's got to be quirky and colorful, but not too quirky and colorful. Yeah. And it's got and, and his sister is just like who you okay okay baby yeah. brother. So she makes a suggestion. Yeah. She's like, "There's no way you're going to get in." So he you just know. goes and slings hundos until they make yes, room for him. Yes, exactly. Which I mean, they would let a fucking billionaire in in a second. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If they just said, "This is who I am," so. So then he's like, Sasha finds out she's been invited to dinner. She's like, yes, this is my chance. So she realizes that it's been Lizzie that did all of this the whole time. So she calls Lizzie into the conference room and she's the like. firing room. Correct. And Lizzie is pretty sure she's getting fired. And Sasha like plays it off. She's like, no, you know, let's just document some stuff. The ingenuity that you showed. I mean, maybe it wasn't cool that you, but you know, everyone gets caught up in the moment. So then she pumps Lizzie for information. She's like, like, how did this start? And what yeah. did you say to him? And blah, blah, blah. And he was and- into that. And and then Lizzie kind of draws the line at discussing the phone sex in detail. She's like, shuts that down. And she's just getting more and more horrified that he, that 
Theo told Sasha all of this. She's mm-hmm. just like, oh my God, he, I thought this was special, but he's just telling Sasha about this. So, so yeah. she tells Sasha that, yeah, I called him a jackalope and I called him a motherfucker and mm-hmm. this and that. And, yeah. Uh, but it's, but yeah, she absolutely, she's just like, nope, not, not talking about any of the rest of it. Theo yeah. might, but I'm not gonna. And so then after she has, Sasha has gotten every piece of information that she can get out of Lizzie, then she fires her. So she asks for an escort out and, and she like, says, Mr. Drummond is angry and disgusted. He doesn't want anything to do with you. Don't call yeah. him anymore. You're Correct. fired. Yeah. And Lizzie's crushed, understandably, because they yeah. had this connection on the phone. Yeah. So then that night, Sasha goes to dinner with Theo. And have you ever saw seen somebody in real life that's trying to fit in with a crowd? Like one time I had to do a basketball tournament for teens and I used the word sick three times. In oh, like Natalie, no. Excellent. I know. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yes. So that's what it's like to it, see to Sasha me it's, it's on the, the stage. Steve Buscemi. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> yes, She's exactly. just like, yes. Hey, you motherfucker. <laughs> yes. and it's, it's just so stiff and performative. And, and I, okay. <laughs> Theo's like, and she doesn't even notice the picture of baby goats that I put I on the know. table for her. Yes. Yes. So like, there's all of these things. And then the thing that really, the whole dinner, she's just very stiff and like, it's weird for him. And he's like, well, it's going to take time. But then he's like, okay, well, what should we get for dessert? And she's like, oh, I'm not really a dessert person. And that's when he's like, he's just like, what? Nope. This isn't her. This and is something wrong. Asks, What's your favorite mm-hmm. musical? Because Lizzie has said she loves Funny Face and Theo's mm-hmm. just like musicals. Brr. And and of course, Sasha has, she's like, I don't know, Grease. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Ma'am. the best, worst musical answer I've ever heard. <laughs> you better shape up. Uh, yeah. So then he's like, why are you pretending to be her? Why are you doing this? What's ha- what are you doing? And basically... Sasha admits that she is not the call girl, but she will not give the name because she still will not let with Lizzie win anything ever. And she, if she, she can't have him, nobody can have him. A villain. Yeah. And he realizes he can't threaten her. He can't fire her because he has just talked about phone sex and after the dinner and this is yes. going to be an HR nightmare. So he's just like, yeah. well, nothing I can do. Yeah. So he and well, and we find out later that he's trying. He he says that he's going to fire her as soon as. He can figure out how to do it without mm-hmm. HR, you know, creating an HR nightmare. So then Lizzie has been home baking cookies uh, and trying to watch Funny Face, which is her favorite musical, and trying to cheer herself up. And Mia comes home and they're like trying to come up with like funny ideas on how to make money before uh, Lenny comes on Sunday. She's up at 430 staring at her phone, just angry, Correct. angry, angry. Yes. And- he calls and she says, go fuck yourself and then smashes her phone. And she has this great line. She has a hard time smashing the phone. And she's just like, seriously, do phones only break when you don't want them to? Yes. Which- and verify. So then she stomps it. She brings her boot down. Why are you wearing boots, Sasha? It's first thing in the morning. She put them um, on to stomp. She doesn't sleep in her boots. Come on. Yes. Come on. <laughs> she's not Benedict Cumberbatch's character from Power of the Dog. It's fine. So he, the next chapter, he is like storming into his sister's house and is like, we need to find this person no matter what. They realize, you know, of all the people, they they know it's somebody at Vostamir. So then it has to, you know, that's kind of where they start. Yeah, they look at where the PayPal account is, is going. And they realize it was a turtle foundation. And he thinks, oh, well, we had all these, these like, 
charity suggestions from employees that got to list their favorite charity suggestion for some sort of something at the beginning. Maybe one of these will be turtles. And lo and behold, it's Lizzie. And she has chosen. And and he's all vindication because yes. he knew turnip truck wasn't turnip truck. He Correct. knew. And he solved the puzzle, right? The pieces yes. snapped together and he's so pleased. And mm-hmm. also really wants to fuck her. Just yes, really, exactly. Really wants that. So yeah. she, so Lizzie's been at home. She realizes that there are loan sharks sitting outside of her house. She gets delivery, and it's from Vosimir, and it is a dress and shoes, two different kinds of shoes, sizes of shoes, in case it wasn't hundred percent correct. Which the thought on that, and then a thoughtful, custom, a custom cookie. It was well, it, it was vanilla. He, she says it's the right amount of. The right amount of vanilla. It was mm-hmm. chocolate frosted, and it's it looks like a phone, and it says yes. happy happy wake up call girl oh. discovery day or something like that. And she's so mad that the cookie is good, <laughs> and she's like doesn't really get it. She's like, why is he doing this? Like what? Well, and she thinks he had her fired that yeah. he shared all that stuff with Sasha. So she's just like, all my life I've baked special little cookies for somebody, and no one's ever gotten one for me until now, and it's mocking. Like that's how how she feels. And so but then, she does still take a bite of it, which I love. Yes. <laughs> I mean, could you resist? Just the perfect amount of vanilla in the dough. So then Mia's there and is like trying to figure out what they should do. And they realize they can sell these clothes or actually return them to the store to get money. And then they sell that like store credit to like a rich lady for, and so they are able to like scrap together like six grand or something like that. So then they go to the loan shark and they're like, all I've got is six grand. And they're like, too bad. You need 14 bitches. And they say that you can like work it, work off. it off. Yeah. And which, I mean, wouldn't they just get sex trafficked at this point? I think so. Yeah. Like yeah, that's I think so. kind of what so would they happen, did take right? a pass on that, which is probably the right. Yeah. Call. Yeah. Exactly. So, and well, but like, I think that Lizzie was like 50-50, not sure if she should. And then Mia was like, no, you're not doing this. <laughs> well, what are you Lizzie thinking? Well, Lizzie is worried that, that Mia is going to get hurt, that Mia yes. is going to be there when they come for her. And so mm-hmm. she doesn't, she wants to protect her friend. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But she's not quite ready to go that far. They get home and realizing that he's like at the restaurant, realizing that she's not going to come. And she's like kind of feeling a little vindicated because he can't always get what he wants. And Mason just was like, always wanted to win and she feels like Theo is the same way. I thought this was pretty key. She was like, I liked when Mr. Drummond was jerky during phone sex, but I didn't want him to be an actual jerk. Is it so impossible to have one without the other? And I was like, that's the, that is the all time question. (laughs) Probably. That's what all... So anyway, then Theo is like real. He gave her 45 minutes and realizes that she's not going to come. He got a return notice for the dress. Like they got a little email receipt saying that and the dress had been sad. returned. She's like, man, I really did screw this up. I, she is pissed. So he goes and does a little, a light stocking. Just a light, just a light standing outside her house, figuring out which window is hers. Yes. And he notices that there are dudes standing across the street, looking up at her house. And he goes over and he's like, hey. What about yeah, if I give man. you a little money and you don't have to stand out here anymore? You can go get something to eat. And there, these guys are kind of like, sounds like a good deal. And <laughs> so then he it. goes to visit Lenny and pays off the remaining eight grand or whatever it is that is owed. I assume he just found it in the cushions of his town car. <laughs> Scrapes together like, the pennies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he's trying to figure out and he like his he has a... Uh, private investigator that's been looking into everything and realizes like this Mason West has disappeared. So like they're still looking in for, you know, looking for that. So it's like the next day or something like that. And Lizzie realizes that the loan sharks are gone. She knows she has told Mia to not 
come home. She she's actually she's, she put a deadbolt on the inside because she is just like you will not be here. Wants you will to make sure hurt. that Mia is not going to be there so that she doesn't get involved in this, which is great. That's good friend behavior. She has on this outfit. A red Henley shirt and a sporty little plaid skirt that's good for summertime walking. What a weird specific description. This person does not have thighs that touch in any way. If she thinks a skirt is good for summertime walking. Summertime walking. (laughs) She has a thigh gap. She has all the thigh gap. She's described later as like being a normal human sized lady who eats cookies. But no, bitch. If you have normal human-sized thighs that eat cookies, skirts are not good for summertime walking. Am familiar with Chubrub would never choose a skirt in the summer or ever, honestly, if I know I'm going to be walking. Correct. Although those yeah. snag tights, those Chubrub Okay, I've always wanted from... to try them. They're very expensive. I have them are they worth th- it? No, they're not that bad price-wise. Okay. Oh, I, you can get them, on, get, like... get them when they're on sale. Okay. Buy at least two pairs. The okay. shipping is free. I have them in three colors at least, maybe four. I love them. I wear them all the time in the summer. I love skirts, but this is the problem. Okay. That was, like... I could not. I was like, excuse me, no. <laughs> Ma'am. That is un believable <laughs> i don't i understand we're I dealing with suspend my disbelief. i understand that we are dealing with anticoagulants and hemorrhaging and <laughs> loan sharks but no this is my line there are no good skirts for summertime walking if your thighs touch stand by it oh hey hbs i don't know if you've heard but we have a patreon For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Anyway, Theo Drummond comes to her house. He shows up. And she up. is not inclined to let him in at first. No, she is. No, her heart is doing bongos. Uh, she's like, no. And uh, finally, she does open it up because she's so like, he, she's, he calls her operator seven and she's so like aghast that. She's like, you don't even... get to call me that. Correct. She's yeah, dead. exactly. You killed her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And basically she calls him on the fact that like, you think we're going to fuck right now or ever after you told Sasha every intimate detail of our phone calls and after you told her to fire me? Being that you didn't even have the courage to do it yourself? And then he's like, everything's kind of snapping into place. Like, she knew all these details. And then he tells her that he was mistaken and he thought that Sasha was her. And and then she finds out that, like, Sasha pretended to be her and that is a big deal. And then they kind of start to laugh about it after a while. Because it is ludicrous. Yeah. It just, 
I, and I, I do like Lizzie just being like, wait, Sasha? Yes. Sasha? And then she talks about, <laughs> she seemed to know a lot. Jackalope, for instance. And like, the, like Lizzie thinks it's comical that ja- like that Sasha would use words like jackalope yes. and things like that. And then he says, she couldn't, she couldn't convince me for long. She could never be you. It like, it kind of all comes out why she needed the book, you know, tells her that he settled her debt. And he's like, I owed you this, that, that bonus. So like, don't worry. That's taken care of. It's not like something you owe me. And he's going to give her the rest of the bonus. You earned your work from Vasimir. Like it's, that's done, you know? And and, and basically, but he's like, that's not any of why he's here. He's, I'm here for you, basically, is what he says. I liked, I care about the way I felt when I was talking to you. I liked the way we together. Um, and then they have sex. It just, and that's, and we can just gloss over that. It's fine. It's fine. No, he does rip her shirt. I will say, if this he book does. had not followed through on the clothes ripping, yes. it would have been a multiple times, Sarah. Yes. But, yes. So they, they sex and um, he carries her. The uh, tosses her on the bed. He uses his grip. Oh, I loved this. He uses his grip on my shirt to pull me slow and strong, eyes on mine until we're cl- too close to see each other anymore. And then it's just his lips consuming mine in a slow, hungry kiss. Okay, and but here is the chapter where there was a description that I did not love the wonderfully cucumbery cock. Why <laughs> are we describing his cock as a cucumber? Is it bumpy? Does it have bumps, Sarah? I- I is it perfectly spirit uh, really did throw me out of the moment to be like do I like this I don't think I do I like the sex that they're doing here but I yes. don't like thinking about cucumbers mm-hmm. in this setting but you know yeah. what after a while you run out of ways to describe things I get it as an author yeah. I get it and he did what she had to do um, I also like that he didn't rip the shirt right away like he he's using he's hauling her around with the yes. shirt mm-hmm. he tosses her down he on the bed he has the threat of like ripping it and yes then and he then does. and then he just like pounces and rips it open and at one but, point she was just like I took off my own bra because I do not want to go bra shopping <laughs> because again because bra shopping been there <laughs> exactly but um, the sex is real good, real mm-hmm. like asshole dirty, commanding. But of course, there's that underlying sweetness and uh-huh. affection. And it's yeah. just it works on all those levels that you wanted to work on. Oh, we had back during one of the calls, he describes his own lip scar and how he would use that on her. So he's like very aware of like what that feels like and the texture and everything how like big that. Is that scar. And then she says, I think I feel his bad boy lip scar. Which I don't, like, did he talk about how he got it? Like, he just split um, his lip when he was a kid, right? Like, I don't... No, we do. Oh, no, he, he got, he got it during a fight. fight. And I can't remember if we know this at this point or if we find it out was bad. It, he talked about it during phone sex, okay. I think. Okay. They, she comes multiple times. Of course. You know. And then course. He, he sleeps. He sleeps through the night, which he... And he wakes up yeah, at, like, 7.30. He, like, he sli- yes. He and couldn't believe it. Little, She's like, been up. <laughs> she brings him coffee. She's oh, in yeah. that turtle shirt. This is where she's in the turtle shirt. And it does not make him leave the apartment. He just he just loves her more. I mean, like, if I showed up in front of any man in a sparkly turtle shirt, I think they'd be like, yeah, I have to go. Nope. But not Lizzie. She has not given not him Lizzie. her new phone number yet because they wake up and she has a, she gets a phone call from Mia and they do have more sex that while she's having this phone call, he's trying to seduce her while that's happening. After, you know, she works. hangs up and he pulls out a condom and tosses the wrapper onto her naked chest. And On I was like, chest. oh, <laughs> I did like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, she does. Yeah, she they 
they're trying to, he talks her into going to breakfast with him in her turtle shirt. He's not ashamed to be seen with her in the turtle shirt. He takes her to a nice place. That does not serve sugar in any, in any way. And she is so horrified and he is just like, sugar is empty. You don't need it. And so she does get up and leave the table and goes two doors down to the little, I assume it's like a little bodega and gets like a two pound bag of sugar and comes back. This, she is a little Mm -hmm. manic pixie dream girl here. She does write her phone number on the sugar bag to be like, here you go. But she, it was good coffee and the cream was delicious and it just needed sugar. And I feel that (laughs) so deeply. So deeply. And and the wait staff yeah, is so she's horrified. horrified. In this breakfast, Theo finds out that she's leaving in three weeks and they make kind of like a contract of sorts, not official contract, not sex contract, but like they're like, no, we're going to be fuck buddies for three weeks. And he's already. He just. He, he, he loves. Yeah. At this point, he loves her and he's going to agree to whatever she wants. He's already trying to think about ways to, to get her to stay. To she also says stay. like three weeks and you do not interfere in my business. You do not try to interfere with my business that you have nothing to say about it. It doesn't exist for you. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to deal with that. And yeah. like, can I ask a question? What is bulletproof uh, It's coffee? coffee that you put butter in. And basically the idea is that the butter and the fat that's in that, that's now part of that will help you absorb the caffeine faster because like, you need a, like a lot of times your vitamins don't absorb. If you just take a vitamin with like no food or anything like that, that's why you're supposed to take a lot of mm-hmm. your vitamins with a fat or like a food of some kind, because it helps your body absorb them into your system more efficiently. So basically the butter and the fat in the coffee helps absorb the caffeine into your system. So people that are drinking but- bulletproof coffee tend to have a bigger caffeine high and a bigger charge. Is it just any butter? So. Just any butter? Like not just put butter. butter. Okay. I don't think you want that. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And this comes up because she says, why are you getting up at 4.30? When do you go to bed? And he's like, well, I go to bed at midnight. I get up at 4.30. And she says, oh, and then you have this yeah. insanely punishing workout. And he says, what makes you think it's insanely punishing? And she says, you're a bulletproof coffee drinking workaholic with an unbelievably mm-hmm. perfect body who sleeps mm-hmm. four hours a night. Yes. Let's call yes, it an educated yes. guess. And I just, I love that. Okay, thank you. Yep. I, this I, I have been, I'm going to put butter in my coffee <laughs> so, now. No, See what don't happens. do it. I don't think it tastes very good. Like things that he does don't <laughs> taste good, Sarah. And like we need things to taste good in our lives. You know what I mean? And we're almost here because she she's going to, well, actually we jump ahead. Well, my notes jump ahead. Where, where, During what that are you call, going she to also next? talks about how miserable it is to work at Vasimir and how he's actually damaging the people that work for him because of the microwave popcorn ban, et cetera, et cetera. You, and it's Correct. great and it's and, competitive oh the end of that things. basically he has had her investigated and she's like i don't like this i asked you not to interfere but you investigated my whole company and then you're telling me i shouldn't be upset about that and you know it's she's like kind of leaves because she is having these flashbacks to mason and so she leaves this breakfast pretty abrupt because he's not really giving her the answers that he wants about why he had her investigated and then she gets a catering job, so she's kind of doing her own thing, and then she does call him at 4.30 the next morning. She wakes him up, she apologizes for leaving breakfast abruptly, and then we get basically what I think would be in a movie version of this is a sex montage. Yeah, it is it is a sex montage. They meet at hotels, she wears her shapeless dresses, her. he rips them off of her. She also, just like the first time, she shows up at the hotel and finds just a note strip. on the bed that says strip, and no. she does not strip. And you know what he does? He does, uh, he does spank her over that her chair ass. and spanks her. Yeah. And as in, in the time honored tradition of romance heroines, oh, yes, she, she likes does. It. Like, yes, she's it, like, it oh, works into for her. it. So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Can I just say, this book uses more exclamation marks than I thought I'd be comfortable with. Like, her inner monologue is just like, it's it's savage go time, <laughs> yes. and it's all exclamation marks. And I would never think I would like exclamation marks that Welcome much, but I do. Side, this Sarah. book made me like exclamation marks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking at your name as Matt with an exclamation mark on the Zoom right now. And it's so you, and I love it. It's you, and yeah. it's Lizzie's inner monologue. That's where I love exclamation I could not, marks. I do not have the patience to frost cookies, though, so that's where our um, similarities end. <laughs> After one of these times, he's driving her home from the hotel, because they meet at hotels, and they do not go to each other's apartments or condos or whatever, penthouses, um, and they get stuck to try to keep the things street bridge when he's having his driver drive her home and usually it seems like he has his driver avoid it he they do not go that way but they're stuck and uh, like they're stuck in traffic and he's visibly upset and she can see it and so finally he kind of like comes clean to her well and he says and she kind of is just like hey is everything okay and he says this is not for fun yeah i'm not not this is a realm but mm-hmm. he shares anyway. But he clearly is chafing at the at the distinction that she's making him. She's keeping herself mm-hmm. away from him as a fuck buddy, and he wants more. And so he yeah. And so up. then he and he takes her down to the water underneath this bridge and confesses to her that like that's the bridge that his dad drove his mom while he was drunk, and they went off the Third Street Bridge, Third Avenue Bridge, or whatever, and. And he's blamed himself for not taking the keys. That's it. Turns into this kind of origin story, and they have this whole thing. She decides she's going to go back to his house after this. You know, story is over. You know, you need cocoa, and then they get back to his house, and they realize he does not have anything to make cocoa with at all. Not at all. But she's like, I do in my purse from this catering job, which is seems pretty weird. How I don't know. Also, I I mean, mean, like cocoa powder, like. You have to bring your own cocoa yeah, powder? That's a I don't know. Thing to stash. I believe in you though, uh, Lizzie. It's fine. So he's of course in this super modern penthouse. They just have this kind of really cute evening and she ends up Well, they just have the first couple yeah. evening they've ever had. She they order Chinese, they mm-hmm. watch a Marvel movie, they hang out, she loves it and she Correct. doesn't want to admit it. And she ends up sleeping over. And then they realize that he doesn't have anything in his house to make breakfast in any way. She, yeah. she wants to make him an omelet and he's like yeah i have eggs and cheese well, i don't have cheese of course i have eggs and veggies and this and that and she's just like cool and he's like yeah, yeah good luck so she ends up boiling water and you poaching eggs in. in the boiling which i think is probably possible but like you know whatever they end up going uh shopping for kitchen supplies so she like makes him shop for all of these kitchen supplies like pots and pans and different like utensils and stuff like he's he says later Apparently, a man needs an egg pan, and an egg pan needs <laughs> yes. an entourage. And I love that she just <laughs> outfits his whole kitchen, including a mm-hmm. baking sheet for cookies. And she's like, maybe you can make cookies yeah, with the next exactly. woman. <laughs> and he's just like, Ooh. So then the while they're unpacking everything, her uh, Willow comes in. Willow is Theo's sister, and she gets, like, immediate sister approval because she gives Theo so much shit. They talk about the... Well, and, and Willow's just Correct. delighted that he has yeah, a woman he has there. somebody like, else oh, in his God. life that's ah. there for him. Uh, she, we find out that Willow is going to be his guest for the banquet. And we realize that he's getting honored at this banquet for like an award. And he's like, well, Lizzie, you could come with me. And he like starts this campaign to try to get her to be his guest at the banquet. And then he's back at work on like a Saturday and is realizing like, you know, that all these distractions have actually opened up his mind to like some other ideas. And he has this like image of like popcorn popping and then like little goats springing up. And, and that has triggered his brain 
to come up with the secret formula for the blah, blah, blah. Is Annika Martin a biochemist? Is she a marketing Maybe expert? Maybe she's both. How, biochemist, research marketing is expert. So I believe it. Yeah, I, she's I'll take it. She sold me. She can do anything. <laughs> so then they're back with Mia. And this is like maybe a week later. Like there's only a few more days left before she's going to leave. Maybe like a week and a half later. I'm not sure. And a dress has arrived. It's the same dress that he, she had, that, that Theo had sent her originally. He had, yeah, I'm exactly. I'm really glad she it's got like it a back. velvet, fun, fitting dress. I don't know. And I can't really remember what happens. Oh, they go for a walk. Well, so... Well, so, but I think we have to set this up. He has been like, let me just buy you yes. a bakery. Yes. Let me buy you a building so you can stay here yes. and we can be together. And she is adamant that he not do that. She wants to control it. She doesn't want anybody I else to have I honestly think I would have been the same. And I will say I got, oh, see, and I got a little frustrated. Apparently I would be a very good candidate to be not a sugar baby, but a sugar <laughs> middle-aged writer. Because I would be open I don't know. I mean, that. if I, I think that if I, think. I had had the same like history that that she had had um obvious and i guess that's me yes. we know that he's a good guy because right. we're in his head and he and would he never be interested in, book, so in taking know. advantage or anything like that yes but yeah. how does she know that They've and known I, each other I realize all like that i realize weeks, all that but you know what i mean like it's you okay know. fine and and fine. she's had this big trauma thing i don't know sense. she kind of has this game plan and she wants to stick with it like i probably would have done the same thing but um and he's so frustrated because he would be so easy. Again, it's just like and, money that yeah, falls out of his pocket correct, would get yeah. her. And, or just him co-signing. He's offered to just co-sign on a lease with her. Like he, he's like, I don't need, I don't need to have any financial control. But, and and she's basically like, if you give me this, you can always take it back away. And so I, yeah, I definitely, I think, do not want. Yeah, I definitely think that. I would have felt the same way. But anyway, her and Mia are like trying to spend as much time together as they possibly can. So they end up going for a walk around their neighborhood because they both do love this neighborhood. Uh, what's her face? Lizzie has arranged for a subletter to take over her part of the lease for the next however many months. So they've got everything kind of wrapped up. But they go for this walk and they find the perfect corner storefront. It's already set up for a small caterer, or restaurant, or pickup location. And it's everything. It's got the pressed tin yes. ceiling she loves. It's the mm -hmm. location is perfect. It is everything that she has ever liked. Just so happens that the owner of this place is just walking right by and is like. And the owner just so happens to love Cookie Madness was so sad. Of when out of and then they like start to talk. And then she realizes that this, this person that owns it would love to let her take on this rent, but on like a paying a portion of the net profits like a profit, a profit sharing, sharing idea rather mm -hmm. than rent so but some months they may not make any rent at all but uh some months they may make more than what she would normally pay for rent and just so they don't need to run a credit check they're gonna base it on her instagram presence and and lizzie is just like i did on this my on mm -hmm. my reputation I did this and yeah. she's thrilled and they're going to meet for lunch the next day yeah. to finalize things. And she's delighted. And it is so obviously Correct. too good to, to us. be true. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. To us. Bless her heart. And you know, of course she wants to yeah, stay. She's of looking for she's any looking reason for an because and, and to, Theo is part of that. Yeah. She's happy that she, and so like after it's all finalized, he's the first person she goes to see. She runs in, she's, she sees, uh, she goes to Vasimir to actual business. She sees Betsy, who's her old friend, who was the admin. And Betsy's like, look at all the changes. There's artwork, there's color, there's happiness. 
We have chocolate yes, covered pretzels. Look at pretzels. all these snacks in this break room. The, fi- the old firing room was turned into like a lounge for employees. So she does run into Sasha while they're there. And Sasha's like, oh, Sasha is you're starting terrible. your own business? You got a place? And it's like... On yeah, it's Street? and it's weird. Like oh. it's it's almost like Sasha already knows what's up, and mm-hmm. I have we'll we'll get to the end of when we actually find out what's going on. But I have questions about how that happened. But anyway, so like Lizzie's like, yeah, I did totally cool, right? And then she goes up to Theo's office and she's like so excited and he's so excited and they have hot lab coat sex against his door lab coat sex. Yep. So they are like, yeah, like he's <laughs> obviously jazzed. And then, um, and I want to say, isn't this the first time that they actually have like correct. they are not role playing? They're not doing, and because she says we always and do she asshole boss, make sure it stays that girl. way because right. she doesn't want it to be. And mm-hmm. when it starts mm-hmm. to get sweet, she pulls it back and she yeah. throws him sass and yeah. she makes it be an asshole. And so this time in the lab, I think is the first time they just have as the sex as the yeah. two of them. And she says, it feels like he's fucking me all yes. the way up to my eyes yeah. and maybe my soul. And I mm-hmm. fucking love that she goes from the physical yes. fucking me up to my eyes to, mm-hmm. but also my soul. Like she just, yeah. she can elevate all of these scenes because Annika Martin is a genius. And she does say in there, like, no more games. And she mm-hmm. said, and he says, I don't mean no more games ever, but not again right <laughs> now, not for me. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Would Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie, and it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself, or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. So, uh, yep, she does uh, end up coming, uh, getting to orgasm by doing herself while, while fucking. Uh, she does this do line herself. I really liked because he talks about how, like, I, he doesn't want, you know, he doesn't want just everything. He wants 110% of her. And he's, she says, you're not much of a scientist if you think you're going to get 110%. And he says, you make me believe in impossible things. And that was great. <laughs> and then she runs into um, movie, movie villain Sasha, Sasha who's been waiting for Sasha. her at the security desk for her to leave. Just- and she's like, oh, so um, you really think that you did? Huh? Um, 
Actually, uh, Vosimir owns Guess that. What? You can talk to this guy in accounting because he, we own it. And then she was like, it's too bad you're not as much of a fierce businesswoman as you think. And uh, it was just so gross. And she's like, Lizzie says, oh, when impersonating me doesn't work, there's always petty jealousy, isn't there? It's not. It doesn't become you. And Sasha says, no, okay, but letting you know what an idiot you are, that for sure becomes me. And I was that like- That becomes me. God. <sighs> And and at this, at, Sasha knows she is going to yeah. get fired. Like she knows she is signing yeah. her death warrant at that company, and she doesn't care. Wants she just to put, yeah, has to turn Lizzie down. Put her in her place. Wild. So Lizzie does turn around, and now we're mm-hmm. we're in Theo's head at this point, and he's so yeah. happy to see her. He's so thrilled that she's come back, and then that he, he has done fucked up. She knows. and he says he's sorry a lot he of times. He says the contract is real; the terms are to protect you. And we find out that he has bought the company. The people who she thought were the owners were actually brokers that put on this whole charade or charade, depending. Charade. Um, and but he's like, the terms would protect you. The success would, success would be all you. He doesn't want any money. And she was like, but you lied you did exactly what i told you not to do and and now how do i know that everything you don't you do in the future is going to be isn't going to be the same and and he's apologized over and over again um he talks about how he doesn't want to doubt in us um and she storms you know and then and then we're then we get a sad montage a sad omelet making montage he does He does say, like, I just, I text her later that night, and all it says is, I'm sorry. And then the next, like, next day he texts her, I'm sorry, heart emoji. Heart emoji. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know if that's going to be the thing that works, my friend. Heart emoji. He's Yeah. So then he's, like, he's trying to figure out how to make himself an omelet. So he does the next day he goes in, he calls Sasha into his office to fire her. And he does say that like originally when after everything came out, Lizzie actually went to bat for her and didn't want him to fire her because she actually believes in Bosmere and works really hard. And, and he says, you blew that chance. She showed you honesty and decency and you blew it. And she's like, I wasn't thinking. I was like, no, you were. No. Yeah, exactly. So then he has to call Willow and tell her everything that happened. And uh, Willow says, wow, it's impressive and not in a good way. (laughs) Exactly. So Willow's going to be his date for this banquet. Is it just me or does that not seem like that long of a time? Like, oh, really? (laughs) It's like an eternity. (laughs) But you can visit and stuff like this. I'm so team Theo on this. She's being so stubborn. Well, I mean, he can afford to fly her back and forth, but would she take it? I don't know. Because she's so rigid about those delineations. But no, I totally get why Theo's doing it because he's found her. He has Mm -hmm. loved her since that, you know, first phone call. She's so strictly, like, not willing to bend at all. I... I get why he doesn't. It's wrong. I get that it's wrong, but like, so get we get it. a Theo, little get like going out I scene. Mia and Lizzie are going out for like one last night or like big celebratory night where they can hang out with their friends. And she's going to drunk dial him at four thirty in the morning. And and Mia is like, no, you cannot. Tequila decisions are bad. Which hey, can verify. Can verify nope, tequila, no decisions tequila decisions are bad. <laughs> and we wake up the next morning, and Lizzie uh-huh. is like. I have to rip off the Band-Aid. I cannot keep sitting here. I'm going to go back on what I think is right. I just need to go. So she gets a U-Haul early and loads up all of her stuff and is leaving. And while she's trying to drive out of town, she gets stuck on that same damn Third Avenue bridge. 
She's Same stuck bridge. again and realizes while on that bridge that she's correct. Why is this that she's big of making a deal? A they can mistake. figure something out. And she does really just love him so much. And so she calls Mia and is like, hey, I need you to do some shit. <laughs> so she try- takes I her need you to do some, Don't ask questions. I need you to do some in things. In front of this, I don't know, banquet place. <laughs> Yes, fancy banquet the fancy venue. Banquet and it's venue. like double parking has to keep moving it. Mia comes and they change into this fancy dress, this fancy velvet dress in the cab of the truck in front of the venue. In the cab of the moving And then she truck. gets out and she's like, I need to go to this party, this fancy billionaire party. And the security guards are like, hard no, ma'am. <laughs> You're the one from the U-Haul? Bitch, no. And she's like, but I was the one with the moving yes, truck. Exactly. And she was like, that didn't help I'm my a case friend of as much as Roman. I thought it would. So she ends up texting Willow because she has Willow's phone number from another time that you know Theo had called her from it or something like that. And Willow ends up coming out to talk to her and Willow's like, hey, security guys, this lady needs to come in. And they're like, no, you cannot come in without a ticket. No. If she's friends with Theo, he should have given her a ticket. And then Mrs. Locke, and maybe this is why we got so much information about the locks, but Mrs. Locke comes out with her teeny tiny dog and uh, and is like, oh no, this woman needs to come in right now. You get to do, and they're like, and they're like, ma'am, you can't have dogs and now here. And she was like, no, this is my like... dog. He's very important. Um, goodbye. And they run her in. They get to, she takes <laughs> Theo's seat and her and Willow watch the speech. And the speech is, it's an A plus speech, Sarah. Well, and, and Willow's concerned because he has not prepared. Correct. And if we know anything about Theo, it's that he would have prepared the speech. And she's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think he wrote anything. I think he's just going to wing it. Mm-hmm. And he has like, he does the, yes. the baby goat video says, on the big projector. And he's he's self-facing he and humble and talks about his struggles. Sometimes. Oh, and this point, so she's tried to get his attention to like, let him know that she's there. And then he has to dim the lights to show an actual baby goat video in the middle of his speech. And then while the lights are dimmed, that's when he can see her. And so she, and at, earlier in the book, they had joked about how like, yeah, if she had been in watching a speech, she would give him the finger and she does give him the finger while it was happening. But he says, wake up calls come in many forms. Sometimes baby goats show you you're being too linear. And sometimes it's a literal wake up call that wakes you up to a world that's wider than you ever imagined let's never stop discovering ways to make it better and more beautiful and that's how he closes it and it's just magical it's a it's a rom-com moment so he finds her in the crowd and she basically is like no i i made a mistake and you know that you know we i want to be back here with you i want to make you know trying trying to make this work and so at that point, she lets him. He he moves her subletter into one of the Vosimir apartments. Hashtag so billionaire shit. With Mia, and she can be in town. And yes, I mean, yeah. let the billionaire yeah, handle things. Find That's out all more I'm about saying. Mia's future book in this scene, and then we're here in the epilogue. They yeah they she she does decide yeah. to keep the the, and they get the bakery and everything like that and and then that blog were like eighteen months later when on the day probably that she actually would have been returning to New York we're actually getting married and they had you know they we we wrap everything up we wrap up all the bits and bobs here you know what I mean uh, he he's learning how to be in a real family real and supportive family he, like she, she catches him like 
Yes. Yeah. He loves, he loves all of their, their traditions. Christmas traditions. He, he secretly studies them for clues on how to have a good marriage. And, you know, they mouth as, as she's coming down the aisle, she mouths, I love you. And he whispers, I love you back to her. And, uh, and it's really cute. This, mm-hmm. the writing, the internal monologue, the the layers on the characters that you wouldn't yes. expect from a book with Wake Up Call Girl in the title, astound. And I have not read more into the series mm-hmm. because I, I it's hard yes. to find time to read sometimes, yeah. as all of us, all of us who read know it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I'm sure it's going to be a Willow book, book too. And whatever book, guess. whatever book comes after that, I'm going to have to read that too. The, yeah. the locks, I, I feel like were maybe were a previous book. The, yeah, yeah, the locks had yes, it felt very much like that. So Everything. someday I'm gonna yeah, read this whole books series there, of like twenty thousand books, and I'm gonna love each one. I know it. <laughs> Does I, he I get his HEA? <laughs> Why is he wearing a pinky uh, ring? I I mean, this oh is the God, second pinky so. ring in, as... in as many weeks <laughs> because Anthony Bridgerton had a pinky ring, which I was not prepared for at all, and then <laughs> yes. An ostentatious <laughs> pinky ring, yes. So anyway, this was, I like this book. There were some things that I didn't care for, word choices, but other than that, I really liked it. <laughs> I mean, I'm never going to look at cucumbers the same again, but that's okay. Either way. Hey, Sarah, do you have a lady love? I do. I am going to recommend two TV shows that are going to be very easy, fun watches for everybody. The first, as I've discussed yes. with our group chat, is Crashing, which is a 2016 one, one, one season. British show written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. One season, six In episodes, 30 minutes each. You can do it mm-hmm. like I did it yesterday or Wednesday on accident, the whole thing. Season yes. 2 Fleabag is the most perfect season of television i have ever mm-hmm. seen she's a genius and jonathan bailey is in it uh lord anthony bridgerton oh my and God. he is a chaotic he's a manic pixie dream boy dream mess. boy yes in that book. but he just like series. with anthony bridgerton brings depth to it mm-hmm. that you would not expect it's a mm-hmm. delightful fast watch i watched it when it hit netflix years ago yeah didn't really you know now i'm putting together oh that was so i watched it again with anthony bridgerton in my head and it was great it's on netflix easy binge the second suggestion I'm going to make is an HBO Max show called Starstruck. It is about a, a normie mm-hmm. who has an interaction with a movie star, huge movie star, and they have a one night stand and he can't stop thinking about her. And it's Is it based on a to, romance book? Uh, it should be. No, it, it's it's fabulous. It actually reminded me a little bit of Ivy Owens' Scandalized. Yes. Um that which is coming out uh later this summer. And it's mm-hmm. uh, Scandalized is incredible so maybe that uh, should that, be our lady love scandalize is so good it's so good mm-hmm. uh but starstruck is like the the, the british bouncy fun rom-com version of that the second mm-hmm. season just dropped on hbo max i have not seen it yet the first season was amazing wow. so yeah those are my lady loves is just get you a couple of half hour uh rom-com type shows to watch and enjoy and you will not go wrong with your weekend this weekend yeah Mine is very specific. Your friend and mine, Jackie G, HB Jackie G, one of her love languages is giving gifts. And she's very, very good at it. And she sent me a surprise in the mail. And it was a a fin filter, P-H-I-N, from a Vietnamese coffee company that I am now blanking on. Hold on. Hold on one second. I thought you were going to come up with a very different no. gift from Jackie. <laughs> okay. Jackie has sent me some things in the mail. Some things that go buzz in the night, if you know uh-huh. what I mean. Uh-huh. That's really what I um, thought you were going for. Now, Jackie has um, exquisite taste in all things, y'all. 
Nguyen Coffee Supply, and they do their uh, Vietnamese brand, and they sell both the coffee filters. But so if you never had Vietnamese coffee, like traditionally you you brew it and then you pour in like sweetened condensed milk into it to make like this sweet coffee beverage. I'm not a sweet person, so I just put oat milk in it like a goddamn crazy person. But it's like this really strong, bold coffee flavor. They have tons of different grinds, tons of different beans. And it's just been like, you know how... If you're a coffee person, it's all about how fast can I make coffee? How fast can I get this? But like with Vietnamese coffee, you have to slowly pour it over. It's a percolator. It has to drip out. And it's a whole process to make it. And I just love the process. They have small ones. They have big ones. I just have a single cup one. But that's what I was drinking when we started this. Is it was Vietnamese coffee. And I just, I just love it so much. And you can make it iced. And when you do like the sweetened condensed milk and you do it like as an iced coffee, oh gosh, it's so beautiful. It's like this really lovely, like sweet iced coffee experience. Natalie, when I'm at your house for the next time, would you make me sweet I iced will. Vietnamese coffee? I will, that's absolutely. Sarah and I only live an hour apart. So. <laughs> I can do that. I I will. (laughs) Yeah, you absolutely could. And the nice thing is that you can always have Vietnamese coffee because it's just you just make it whenever you're ready to make it. So it's like this fun little tradition that I make for myself during the day sometimes. I love that. Oh man, this some places. I am so grateful you shared that ferret story with me. You have no idea. So uh, keeping a badass and love yourself as much as you love summertime walks in short little plaid skirts. (laughs) I was going to say, as much as you love cucumbery dicks. <laughs> I don't love either. Bye, so- Sarah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>